Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Born September 13th in Lenexa, Kansas, he is a three-time Golden Gloves champion, former standout football player at Northwest Missouri State, and spent time in the NFL before making the move to wrestling, quickly becoming the man everyone loves to hate in the WWE. His legacy in pro wrestling has been solidified with the recent release of his own action figure. And tomorrow night, SmackDown is set to broadcast live from the Smoothie King Arena in New Orleans. Please welcome, WWE superstar and friend of the show, Baron Corbin. Mr. Baron Corbin. What's happening? Listen, it's going to be tough, but you have to follow the closer. You have to follow Bob himself. How do you follow someone with the nickname The Closer? I know. That's what I said. You just do your best, Baron. You just do your best. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it the old college try. You, you, hey, congratulations on being an uncle. Thank you. Thank Very you. Nice. A little, uh, little moxie. Yes, yes. Once again, Danny comes in behind you, though. You were the first to breed. Yes, I was. And I think that, you know, Danny is he, – he might be regretting it on lack of sleep and <laughs> – Lack of video game time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I've watched my friends go through this. I have one buddy who's a giant of a man. Uh, works out every day, incredible shape, drink like a fish, like out of his gourd. Triplets brought him to his knees. Triplets, I thought he was going to yeah. die at one point. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was me last weekend. My wife went for a girls weekend in Charleston and was partying up, left me with two kids. I thought I was going to die. It'll you have do. to feed them, change a diaper. You got to deal with meltdowns, especially two girls. I mean, that's where we're at. It it makes grown men cry. Oh, it it was. I, I've never seen such a miserable thing. They had a lazy Susan. They bought it off uh, uh, some kind of marketplace for triplets. Somebody had had this made. It was like a lazy Susan that's on the floor, and you spun it so when you had two people working to clean them and then re-diaper them, it literally would rotate the children. <laughs> That's that's not a that's joke. Hilarious. That was it, it. Took that. It was the craziest thing. I, it's awful experience being a parent. I think just what a terrible thing. I mean, I love that my brother's suffering through it right now. He <laughs> said they had their first blowout the other day, where uh, Moxie pooped so bad that it was up her back, and they just had to put her in the shower. Yeah, yeah. I had a buddy leave his little boy Colin with me, and I was like, dude, how did you get poop on top of your wiener? Like. He, yeah. It went from the back to over his wiener in the front. I was like, and all I could do was I put him in the sink and was washing him off with his mom walked in. It's a special talent those children have. Oh, dude. 
Have My a favorite kid. is when you watch them go and then they just decide to sit down right after. You're like, no. <laughs> you watch. It's like slow motion. And, and, and your older one, like she's got an attitude with you. She, she has uh, her mother's attitude. We've already received two complaints from school, and oh, she's boy. only been there like five weeks. Oh, boy. What'd she do? So we're in for, well, we had a hair pull incident. That was, that was strike one. And then uh, strike two and three where she shoved somebody and then threw sand in an older kid's face. <laughs> she, she brought the object from behind. That's fantastic. Yeah, the best part was she's already got a skill that I developed at a young age where I was like, hey, please don't call my dad or my mom. Like, But if you're going to call somebody, call my mom, but please don't tell dad that I right, did that. Right. So I guess the, the teacher was telling me when I picked her up, which I usually walk to get her, but that day she's like, probably just drive to get me. So I think she already planned the destruction of a day that she was going to have to think that she could just get in the car and we go. But the teacher came out like, well, we had one incident where she pushed a girl and she told us, please don't tell my dad. And then we're like, okay, well, let's just have a better day today. And then she proceeded to throw a handful of sand in a older kid's face. She's like, well, now we have to tell your parents. There's part of me that's proud of the kid for that. Like that's a gene- she's genetically coded to old school wrestling. She pulled a kabuki. Absolutely. I'm proud of it, but it's like, we're in this so funny. My wife and I have to like, we almost like grimace when we tell each other, like, Hey, if a little kid does something to you, you just need to go tell the teacher. Cause in both of our heads, we're like, no, crack that kid in the face. <laughs> but you can't say that yet at three and a half because she definitely would. So we're like, it like, it pains me to tell my daughter to tell on somebody. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, because you're like, hey, kid, I, nobody likes a rat, right? Nobody wants to snitch. No, around. I know, but it's so hard. Yeah. But I'm like, I, you're in a good school. We want you to stay there. Yeah. You know. Only way you that's have to better. Maintain some symbolism of a <laughs> well-behaved child. Only way it it's gets like my better. My wife's got her too. It's the best because they're supposed to take naps, and my wife's like, just fake it. So every day in the car, she's like, I didn't nap. I just faked it. That's right. <laughs> first God, of all, you such a rebel. You didn't. You did notice that your wife's first go-to was tell her just fake it. Yeah, I, that's that's painful too. Yeah, I did realize that as I was saying it. My wife's <laughs> If your kid would have gone for the three count after, you know, or the nine, if that three count, yeah, after uh, the, after the sand in the face, that would have been perfect. I mean, it's hilarious, but yeah, again, and then like my wife went to the parent teacher conference and she's like, well, you, so Lyle likes holding hands with this boy a lot and we got to tell him the key. I go, oh, great. Now I got to kill a three-year-old. Cool. <laughs> Listen, it's uh, it, this, you're going to have to blow some steam off. You'd have to kick another man in the balls like I saw you do not that long ago. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that for sure. I need to throw some people around. Uh, my wife and I are joining a jujitsu class. I don't know if this is a good idea or a bad idea to teach my wife how to choke me uh, or potentially hurt me. So yeah, you know, pray uh, for me on that aspect. I, I kind of feel like to steam off too. for you two, that's kind of like a, a role-playing issue. It could be. It could turn into a good time. <laughs> Listen, man, I think she, you married so you're her. You're going to come in and say, I'm the closer and put a chokehold on you. <laughs> and you, you just, you're, just, you're completely there. You're like, yes, you are. Yes, yes, you are. Give me the closer. Give me the finishing move. Give me the closer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
you, uh, I, I'm excited because it feels to me like wrestling has truly, uh, over the last six months, hit its stride again after the 2021, you know, debacle. It like it really is a hundred percent again. Absolutely, and we, you know, we've had a lot of changes with Triple H taking over. Mm-hmm. He's bringing kind of like this fresh vibe, and yeah, uh, you know, Triple H he thrived in the Attitude Era. Like he is pretty much the definition with DX of the Attitude Era, and I think he's bringing some of that attitude and pushing the envelope and bringing the aggressiveness back to uh, WWE. And I think it's an awesome thing because he wants to keep the entertainment as well, which is that's the art. The art is to stay entertaining. I'm not just a big bad guy that's tough and beats everybody up. Like how can we do it and be entertaining and funny and witty, but then also like you want people in the audience to go, dude, I, I want nothing to do with that guy in an alleyway or a pool hall. Right. So it's it's a an art, and I think Triple H is one of the absolute best at that because, you know, I think he helped create that, and uh, it, it's pretty awesome to have him, you know, putting his touch on a lot of things and really, um, you know, giving us some stuff that's different. It, it's hard because you know we have a roster of guys, and it's going well. I don't want to watch the same matches every week, but he's bringing a lot of fresh new aspects to it. And I think it's getting people excited. It is. It's sure. really helping it thrive again and being back in front of people and, and all of that. It, it, it's just it's special right now. Dude, it's the perfect guy to do it. Uh, he really is the only one, I think, in that organization that could could have the baton passed to him. And he comes Lemmy endorsed. I mean, he and Lemmy from Motorhead were super good friends. I mean, and to me, that actually means something. Because Lemmy, he loved guys like Triple H. Absolutely. I mean, he is... Triple H is rock and roll through and through. And I think that's what he's bringing to WWE. He's bringing some of that rock and roll, that edge, the fire. Uh, You know, even down to, like, guys' entrance music. Like, he likes heavy, hard rock. He likes all that. And it it just, it's cool. Yeah. And have you you guys always got along? You guys always been okay? Absolutely. You know, he's a guy, when I came into NXT, he was he was kind of a guy that really grabbed onto me and helped develop me and create who I was. You know, my first entrance, he kind of brought that whole motorcycle vibe, the heavy, like the drudgy rock music with the, you know, where I walked in and I had like spotlights over my head. Like that was all his vision. And um, it's cool to have him back up because he's now kind of taking what I've been doing uh, and going, okay, how do we put more edge back on you? How do we make you a little more badass again, and and that feels good to kind of have that. Well, listen, it's time to get back because losing to Pat McAfee, unacceptable at SummerSlam. Unacceptable. It's it's bullshit. (laughs) That little scrawny runt got lucky. (laughs) Yeah, it had to happen. Now now you got to take care of this. I know. I know. I got distracted telling the Tennessee Titans that we're all sitting in the front row that they're terrible and we'll never win a Super Bowl and the Chiefs <laughs> are the best ever. You know. By the way, speaking of football, did you hear the ref? Uh, his voice was trembling because, and this reminds he me. He was scared. Oh, my God. He was God. scared like a little girl. That audio, because you have anyone in the world that can experience this and understands it, you, you have been inside of a slam where the whole crowd hates you like cancer. Like they're, they're like, no. And and this guy, you know, he gets one taste of it and, and his voice is literally trembling on on the microphone. He's just, there's no foul on the play for blocking the back. I know. (laughs) Good. (laughs) He needs to rethink his career choice. There's two kinds of people. There's there's you and there's that guy. Like you, when they boo you, when you take the heat, it's you can you get another foot and a half taller. 
Yes. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, he's, he's probably still curled up in the fetal position at his house under the covers telling his wife to leave him alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you ever, has it ever bothered you? Have you, but you, or have you always known that that is what you wanted? I mean, I think as a young kid, I, I learned that I liked irritating people. And then, you know, I was explaining it to my wife last night, actually. We were just talking about how people can't handle nowadays. They're just kind of soft and can't handle this social media and people just talking to them. I'm like, I don't understand why people can't just disconnect. Like, yes, my job is to go out there and irritate and piss off as many people around the world as I can. And then when I go home, I don't hear any of it. Like, I'm not. I'm not on Twitter going, oh, my God, this guy didn't like what I did. What am I going to do? Like, <laughs> that's not me. I'm like, dude, I, you know, I, I go home and I'm like, hey, where's my three-year-old? She needs a power bomb or like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, I, let's barbecue some food. I'm like, man, I'm living good. Like, I got the Wagyu beef, baby. You know, it's, <laughs> that guy no, that's, that's telling it. me that I'm terrible helped pay for that beef. Like, yeah, That's right. That's that, exactly yeah, right. The, that referee, if you're going to make a terrible call, that's one of the worst calls in football I've ever seen. The other one was the day before with the Brady tackle. I hate Tom Brady, but that was not like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. He barely touched the ground. But the key is, if you make the if you if you've already dug it, then you got to stand behind it. Like you can't if when you back up and your voice wavers, you're done. They'll eat you. They'll just they'll destroy oh, yeah. you. Yeah. I got into it with people online yesterday too with the whole uh, Adams pushing the camera guy. Yeah. And like everybody's like, yeah, I'm like what a jerk! I'm like, dude, he's leaving the field after they lost, and he's like, NFL football is competitive. He wants to win. He's riding on emotion, and some dude just like runs in front of him. Yes, like, yeah. I'm sorry, bro. I'm body checking you too. Too bad, so sad. And now it's like, oh, he's gonna go to court over it. And I'm like, dude, yeah, come on. Didn't you get tossed off a team for punching a guy? I I got in trouble a few times for punching guys on teams. Yeah, he would. By the way, they were on his team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Arizona, I got in three fights. Uh, they yeah. were pretty good. And the best part was two of the guys I beat up, I mean, not the best part, they lost their job, but I feel like I helped them out the door because after I beat them up, like within two days, they got cut. Yeah, well, they, should, they, they picked the wrong guy, and then the coach saw how it was going to work out. Yeah. 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 He's like, well, uh, he's not very tough. He's laying on the ground asleep over there during practice. (laughs) (laughs) People don't believe me. I think sometimes they think I'm exaggerating. I go, no, you guys don't understand. Like, this is how he grew up. This is his jam. He's not a mean man. He's a guy who gets excited by violence. He likes the he likes the the idea of it, not in a punching down way, in a punching up way. If you come at him, exactly. It's just. My number one thing, and my friends will tell you, like, especially from college, they're like, man, a lot of people think he's an a-hole, but he's not. He just doesn't put up with anything, and he has a quick fuse. But if you're his friend, he'll protect you till he dies. Like, sure, sure. You know, uh, uh, it's just that's just how I handle it. It's like, okay, there's a problem, and we fix it. It was funny. Uh, one of my buddies was the same way. He was um, a Navy SEAL. We were we were parking at Wawa one time in Philly. And this guy blocked us in so he couldn't get out of the parking lot. And Zach's like, well, I'm going to handle this. And I and he gets out of the car, and I walk with him. And the guy's ordering a sandwich at the thing, like typing in, yeah, I'm going to have some mayo on this. I want some mustard. <laughs> Zach grabs him by the ear and drags him outside. By the ear. And by the ear. Man, by the ear, grabs a grown man, oh, walks him outside, and tells him to move his car. And the guy throws a fit. 
And he's like, well, that car's there. And he's like, I don't care. Your car's blocking us. You're going to move it. And then it goes into a big deal, and a police officer walks up. And he's like, hey, man, you can't do this. And Zach goes, listen, when I was in the SEALs, there's a problem. We fixed it. He goes, you were a SEAL? And Zach goes, yeah. He goes, all right, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> but what a what an awful circumstance. This twat blocks you in, thinking he's just, he's just an entitled a-hole, right? But then yeah. he he picked the one car that had Baron Corbin and a Navy SEAL. That's, that's the worst yeah. goddamn oh. day of your life. Yeah, poor choice by him. God. But he was also like, I'm telling you, this guy was 40 years old and got dragged out of Wawa oh, mid-sandwich no. order no. by his ear. My worst fear is something like that happens to me in front of my girlfriend. Like that dude, I'd rather have you beat me unconscious. I, I genuinely mean this. Than, than drag me by my ear and I take it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty demoralizing. It's not my worst fear. My worst fear is dying naked because then people are like, yo, what was happening? <laughs> like in a compromising position, like like my heart goes out and I'm yeah. naked and I fall and I'm like leaned over the bathtub in like an awkward position and they're like, wow, this dude. Yeah, no, no, that's... I, I can't I, defend myself because yeah. I'm dead. Yeah, no, 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 I worry about that too, stroking out during the middle of a of a self-help session in the shower and just you die yeah. with a death grip on your penis and just... just <laughs> Yeah. But there's no coming back from that. I'm going to have to be a ghost and haunt everybody that talked bad about me. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of weird stuff, uh, we do a little thing called The Last Of. Did Jake uh, share this with you? Yes. Yeah, I got a brief rundown. And now, 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 the Johnny Dare Show presents The Last Of Baron Corbin. Getting to know you. I'm ready. Getting to all right. All about you. Let me give you the, uh, I'll let getting you know what? I will let uh, Jake ask you the first question. Okay. All right. Here okay. We go, Baron. What's the last thing, uh, last thing that hurt your feelings? Uh, man, this is gonna totally make me sound soft. But like when my daughter was like, told me I was like trying to hug her, and she said, "Don't touch me. Keep your hands to yourself." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, my heart!" And I just, but I, and I was also kind of laughing because I was like, "She must have learned that at school from throwing sand in the kid's face." But that hurt me. <laughs> that would hurt my feelings, man. Uh, Baron, when is the last time you got into an actual fist fight? It's been it's been too long. It, it was at uh, football training camp when I beat up a dude for real. That was that was the last good one. Now you know everybody wants to sue. Now you just you're gonna have to finish the job. Unfortunately, if you get into it, you uh, you want to go? <laughs> sure. Okay. What's up, Baron? I need last, the last item you splurged on. Oh, this is going to sound real bad. Uh, I bought a um, Paddock Aquanaut. What is that? It's a limited edition green one, and you could probably buy a small house with it. I don't even know what that is. What is it? It's a watch. <laughs> that it's was, absurd. That's why none of us knew what that was. <laughs> that Listen. was definitely a splurge. Hey, listen, the one thing about those watches I've read is uh, my buddy Joe does it, is if you buy the right one and you just take care of it, it's it's a decent investment. Yeah, uh, definitely. If I wanted to sell this one, I could probably sell it in about 15 minutes for probably 200 grand. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. It's absurd. Yeah, listen, you earned it. It's your money. I mean, that's the way you do it, brother. I'm telling you. Uh, all right, here's- college funds for the kids. <laughs> that's the picture you have to take next to the baby no college for you yeah yeah uh last Better get a scholarship kid here it is the last question baron corbin the last of what's the last 
time you role-played sexually? About 12 hours ago. And uh, what was the role? Uh, the role is the wifey's in charge. She came back all wired up from uh, Charleston. I don't know what they put in the water there, but if you're married, send your wife there for a weekend. Yeah, very good. Very good. That's, this has been the last of Baron Corbin. Nice job, by the way, Baron. Well done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's just a little thing we like to do to get to know people better. It's a, it's a look inside the mind of the one, the only, Baron Corbin. By the way, don't miss SmackDown live this Friday, 7 o'clock on Fox. And, uh, man, I appreciate you taking time. I know you got kids, you got people to get to school, you got a wife, you got a whole life, man, and I always appreciate you. I'm done with all that. I'm hanging out now. I've ditched them all. Kids are gone. Kids are at school. I'm actually sitting in my wife's parents' house because I have to drop her off watching some guy change her car tire. <laughs> Roadside we- assistance. You're the son. She's of like, all. we pay for it. My, I was like, honey, I can change the tire. Right, She's like, right. no, we pay for it. Somebody's coming to do it. So I'm watching this uh, long-haired, pot-bellied kid change her car tire. It's pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> Why do I just know the kid can hear you call him pot-bellied? I mean, I will happily say, hey, pot-bellied, what's up? When I walk out of this car. <laughs> Dude, it's. Uh, you still try to kill yourself on those goddamn mountain bikes? Yes, absolutely. Oh, God. Dude, I'm telling you. I have you. a problem. I have a problem. I told you, we just signed up for jujitsu classes yesterday. Like, I don't know why I just I thrive on trying to hurt myself or hurt other people. He does. I mean, you really do. You're one of those guys, like, you, you could have easily gone into MMA fighting. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just because. I feel like even when I'm old and crippled and I get my wheelchair, I'm like, hey, how do we get more power into this thing? Oh, it needs to do 70. Most importantly, how do we get into wheelchair fighting? Oh, the murder ball, old school stuff. I'll run yeah. the dudes over. Yeah, you get those dudes, and you get the first, like, I don't know how we do it, but you have a murder ball, but it's MMA fighting from the wheelchair. And then if you come Love out of it. the chair, then you, you know, you just have to get on top of each other. You, you use your arms the best you can. Yeah, I'm going to be like, what's the move, Ricky Bobby, when he's like, He's like, my legs are, they're paralyzed. I'm paralyzed. <laughs> He's like, getting out of the wheelchair and taking the ball, that's going to be me. All right, listen, onward, my friend. Also, don't forget about our discussion about toddler fights. I do believe we could dig a pit in your backyard and have toddler fights nobody would even know. I know. We'll make it happen. Right. I'm coming, I think we're coming for Thanksgiving, so keep all your Halloween direct, de- directions up just for me. <laughs> Decorations, not directions. Dude, you get it. You got all of it, man. You hold on a second. Thank you, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 